he has his arms crossed and her, and her hands are crossed. Steve Martin as Brad. Mm. This has to be a different Steve Martin from the other Steve Martin that we all Maybe. know of. Unless it's just his son. Steve Martin originally auditioned, but lost a role of Brad to Barry Broswick. Yeah. When the fuck did Steve Martin ever audition for this fucking movie? Mm-hmm. Eh, it goes on the next list, but that's it for now. Get a quick drink. Refill. Okay, come then on. I'm going ah, to you do... fucker. Which state? Uh, how haunted is your state? Uh, and I just lost one of my other stories. Damn it! This sucks! I lost one of my other stories because my computer wants to be stupid. And this is my laptop. Now I gotta go back and find that goofy thing again. And it was actually going to be talking about a Scottish castle that happens to be for sale. Now I gotta find the stupid story again. I hate when this happens. Huh? It was that gothic castle, or that Scottish castle that was for sale. <sighs> and my computer's being stupid because I decided to kick it out. Oh. And I wanted to read more of it. Okay. So I have to remember where I left Okay, I'm back. Uh... Trying to remember where I left off at on this castle story. I don't know. I don't think I ever I got a chance to read the whole thing. No, you didn't. Okay, bottom at the barrel for how haunted is your state? Delaware. If you live in Delaware, you can sleep sound knowing you're in the least haunted state in America. But before you get too comfortable, don't forget that even Delaware has its ghosts. Fort Delaware is easily the state's most haunted site. Let's see. Which I actually have a video, uh, pic of it. Here captured, Federate soldiers were held in gruesome conditions. Some reports claim that imprisoned soldiers even used to fight over rats to eat. Yum. These days... What a healthy dinner. <laughs> these days, footsteps, ghostly voices, and gunshots are still heard from all corners of the fort. Okay, the gunshots would possibly be considered residual. Maybe, maybe even footsteps. Ghostly voices, that could go maybe either way. Uh, What's for dinner, rat's asshole, Don? That's rat's asshole, Don. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next. 
the next state? Where my brother lives. <laughs> At 49. <laughs> Just shows your state sucks, bro. Time to move. It's Stowe. Emily's Bridge is named after Emily, a young girl who was stood up by her boyfriend and hung herself. Motorists regularly see a strange apparition dangling from the rafters. The sounds of tap dancing can be heard at the Green Mountain Inn, even though nobody is there. And even the famed Trap Family Lodge, founded by the Von Trapp family, after escaping Europe, is said to have its ghosts. Okay, to the fact, you know every bit of Vermont, dear. Did you ever hear any of this? Okay, what do you remember hearing on it? I have, I have heard about that story. Okay. The ones I just mentioned? Stowe, Vermont, Green Mountain Inn, Trap Family Lodge. And the bridge. Okay. Um, I did do some research on that a while, while back. Okay. But unfortunately, I lost it in a house fire. Eh. And then I just totally forgot all about the whole damn thing until you just <laughs> said it. So, that you're going to have to send to me by email, just a title. Okay. And um, whatever else, and then I can look it up, and then I can see if I can try to refresh my new style brain now to see if it kind of opens up something from back then. Okay, hang on. And then we, and then we can do it on the next show. I just but, sent you the whole thing. But I do know about the hotel. Okay. Before, nice looking lodge. Before it was a hotel, it was actually an inn. Yeah. And according to theorists... Yeah. The inn is supposed to be haunted, but they still don't know what's haunting it. They don't know if it's her... Or if it's something else. Or if it's something more demonic than what we see Zach go through. Mm. There's something else that's another level out there. And supposedly this inn, which is now a hotel, is supposed to be seriously haunted. Okay. But where it's built and where it sits, mm -hmm. there is no information on the area, the property... The land or the building itself. Put that on a bucket list. <laughs> Get my ass in there. <laughs> I'll find it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. Yeah, try using Try to try to find the information on the library. You ain't gonna find shit. Okay. Next, we got Maryland. Tie Maryland. Fort McHenry is where Francis Scott Key was inspired to write the Star Spangled Banner, but it's also where countless soldiers lost their life. Many visitors still see a man in Confederate garb 
march through the fort, and then disappear into thin air. Okay, that would be considered a residual. If it's just... If that's just what happens when they see the figure. At the Jer Jericho covered bridge. <laughs> and Kingsville. Spirits are regularly seen swinging from the rafters. And Baltimore hosts a whole paranormal community of its own. And what I'm seeing for a fort looks like a fucking something you would see at a cartoon. I caught shenanigans on that one. So don't I. Saying that Baltimore is the haunted place? I call shenanigans. North, Co North Dakota. San Haven Sanitarium was once used to treat TB tuberculosis. Sadly, about half of all its patients at Sanhaven died. Well, no shit. With its remote location, it was hard to receive proper care, especially after the advent of antibiotics. When walking through the abandoned structure, many still hear the sounds of children's voices. After, oh yeah, after, take a drink. I stumbled. Another haunted spot is Fort Abraham Lincoln, and in particular, Custer's, ha Custer's House, which sits on the property. The house is so inf infamously haunted that they even turn it into a haunted house every October to really give people a good scare. What the fuck's wrong with that picture? It's supposed to be a haunted house at first. And then they turn it into a haunted house. That's yeah. what's wrong with the picture. Okay. I thought so. Because Zach's Museum is haunted. Yeah. By but it's a items. No, before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before he purchased it, it was already haunted. Um, yeah. From the 70s. Yeah. He purchased the building, and he turns it into a haunted museum. But that, and he didn't know the fucking thing was haunted. He just was drawn to it. Yeah, I know that, but what I'm saying here is... It's, do the two pictures. Yeah. Okay. This story, first it was a haunted house, and then in the people that own it, turn it into a haunted house. True. Zach's museum was a house... Yeah. And it's haunted from the 70s. Okay. He purchases it and turns it into a haunted museum. <laughs> That's like a double rotunda on it. Yeah. I don't know. If the place is already haunted and you're going to turn it into a haunted house, then what the fuck's the point of turning it into a haunted house if it's already haunted? For one. For two, same way with Zach. Okay. Redundancy. The building's haunted since nineteen since the seventies. He buys it and turns it into a haunted museum. Mm -hmm. Double double rotunda. Double retardedness. That too. No offense against Zach on, on the way he did his, but still, it falls in that category. Okay, yeah. 
course, I just noticed something. Maryland and North Dakota are tied for having specific places being haunted. And now, so is Hawaii. I know I'm probably going to butcher this. From the Kawaii Heo Church Cemetery to the burial mound at Lulani Palace, Hawaii, as people from Hawaii pronounce it, Fluffy. has more than just pristine beaches and great surf. Oh, also, never carry pork over the Nauanu Pali. If you do, you'll find yourself in trouble. That's something you would hear about in India. Again, Rhode Island. Now, Rhode Island is also tied. Rhode Island may be America's smallest state, but it certainly isn't its least haunted. In Rhode Island, you can find the grave of Mercy L. Brown, who was believed to be a vampire. Which we've actually heard Jeff Belanger mention that on Darkness Radio. Yep. When they exhumed her body, they found no signs of decomposition, and there was still blood in her heart. It's also thought that she was the inspiration behind Bram Stoker's Dracula. In a nearby town sits the rural farmhouse where the parent family fought an e evil spirit with the help of the Warrens. Told you that was where it was! Thank you, I was right. Bullshit! These events served as the basis for the conjuring. It's talking about the the parent family and stuff. The Mercy L. Brown, which come to find out through listening to Jeff Belanger on Darkness Radio, he did explain how um, a, a person after they die and they have TB where some, some where their hair would still grow, their nails, um, they would still have blood in their body, that type of thing. And the poor girl was only 19 years old. Okay, we go to Maine. This is tied with the uh, past states I've already mentioned. Mary Nason was known to be a witch. And after she was buried, they placed a large stone over her grave to make sure she couldn't rise up during the night. At the old straw house, Hannah Straw was buried underneath the kitchen's floorboards, and her apparition is still seen regularly. The Wadsworth Longfellow House in the seaside town of Portland, Portland, Maine, is now a museum that offers tours of Maine's history. 
And don't be too shocked if you find, if you happen to hear or see some ghosts of the past. The house is one of May's most haunted places. Again, okay. Another state. Which I'm going to... Count how many places are tied my fucking computer could stop being retarded okay Maryland Hawaii Rhode Island Maine, that I just mentioned, are all tied for the spot that they're in. And now, Nebraska. At Antelope Park in Lincoln, Nebraska, shadowy figures linger around this swing set where a man hung himself years ago. And at Con Con Concordia University, Showers and and appliances turn on and off at the at will, but most notably, in Nebraska sits the ranch of famed cowboy Buffalo Bill. Many have investigated the property, and report high levels of activity. Some even believe the spirits the spirit is that of Buffalo Bill himself. Okay, come on. Stop being stupid. Okay. Oh, now we're at Mississippi. Tied with the other ones I just mentioned. At the King's Cavern. Three skeletons, two men, and one woman were found buried inside a wall behind the fireplace. This is in Mississippi. In Mississippi. One can ima only imagine what the scenario was but what is known is that the female skeleton was that of Madeline, the mistress of the tav tavern's original owner. Madeline is known for her demonstrative attempts at attention by suddenly appearing in mirrors to scare the tavern's patrons. Other haunted spots include the, uh, the MacRaven home and the Vicksburg... National Military Park. Okay. Let's see. Huh? Wyoming. Another state that's tied with everybody, the other ones. The Wyoming Frontier Prison held some of the state's most dastardly convicts. It sounds like something I've done do right Dastardly. Annie Bruce once killed her father with a poison pie, claiming while I was in the act of making the pies, a feeling or a wish came over came over me to kill someone. And this feeling I could not resist. Another inmate, 
Henry Edmondson killed his daughter's lover because he didn't approve of her choice. These inmates still reside in the prison, making sure to torment all who enter. Aside from the prison, the town of Jackson holds its own ghost stories, while Wyoming may be America's least populated state. It certainly isn't the least haunted. Another state that's tied with the other ones. And I'm at list number 11. Alaska. At the Alaskan Hotel, vengeful spirits of the past are still extremely active. A man even threw himself out a window as he was being attacked by an unknown force. Another haunted spot is Circle Hot Springs Resort, where doors are known to swing open, and a strange whistling sound follows guests for long distances. Uh, anybody heard of Mate Could Be the Wind? Even racers in the Iderad had have reported seeing ghostly apparitions on the trails. Alaska is massive, so there's no telling what could be lurking deep within the forests or mountains. Alaska stands light all the years. <laughs> okay, no, number 12. New Hampshire. In a rural home, a spirit attacks a family and their child. At the Kimball Castle, antique clocks have been dead, that have been dead for years, spontaneously begin counting time again. And it's not, let's not forget the Mount Washington Hotel. Mount Washington is the highest peak in New England, and its climate is infamously erratic. The whole fucking areas of, around New England, of New England are fucking erratic. In fact, the Mount, the Mount hold a world record for fastest winds in the Western Hemisphere, which have clocked in at speeds of 231 miles an hour. Many hikers have never returned from Mount Washington, but their spirits have taken a liking to the warmth of the uh, stately resort. Ever heard anything on that in New Hampshire? No. Okay, that's what I thought. I mean, I know New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Massachusetts are all one of of New England. Yeah. Talk about a fast blowjob. No shit. Okay. South Dakota. Which was actually shown on Ghost Adventures. On one of their Halloween specials. The Wild West is synonymous with Deadwood. 
This is where the likes Wild Bill and Calamity Jane made their names legendary. The West was known for being lawless. And with a reputation like that, you can imagine the countless atrocities that happened there. When Deadwood is referred to as a ghost town, it takes on a whole new meaning. Especially, the, especially with the female that Zach's trying to uh, interview and she calls him a female. So, yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, sir. Everyone's chiming in on a joke. No, you're right. That was hilarious. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That was yes, hilarious. Blind as, a bat. blind as a bat. Okay. And she had that evil laugh, too. I know. Like, holy shit, she she just, like, made you look pathetic when you're laughing. <laughs> it's like, nah, damn! Get me in a evil kind of mentality, and I can top hers. And I don't have to cackle. Oh, please, she's older than fucking dirt, and she fucking did that shit and made you look like, enormous. Or a beginner. South Carolina. Charleston was once the shining gem of the antebellum South. Now it's full of Southern spirits. The old Charleston jail operated from 1802 to 1939. In this period, the jail looked locked away pirates, Civil War prisoners, and secrets. Two prisoners... Lavinia and John Fisher were hotel owners who enjoyed luring lone men to their inn and then poisoning them. Once dead, they would rob the corpse and dispose of the evidence. There are just a few of the tormented souls who still haunt the historic jail. Other haunted locations include the Blind Tiger Pub, and the Stock Street Dock Street Theater. Oklahoma. Uh, where I live with my thirty-eight wives. <laughs> now that's Utah. Okay. This name is symbolic to the Ouija board. And it starts the fucking, uh, the fucking paragraph. Really? I'll give a couple people, uh, I'll give people, like, a couple seconds to figure that out. What name is symbolic to the Ouija board? Or better yet, Spirit Board? It would work if I had the Jeopardy theme song right now. Zozo. 2.0, 2.0. Zozo is a demon who has harassed countless victims who dare to play with a Ouija board. Now I've heard that plenty of times, so hasn't Jay Wesley. One, but one home in Oklahoma City knows this all too well. Stories of the Zozo demon became so numerous that a movie was eventually made of the demonic presence. I'd like to know what. 
like to know what movie, because this is news to me. Unless it's talking about The Exorcist. But the demon in The Exorcist was called Pazuzu. Not Zozo. Yeah, let's see. <clears throat> that pair of mic looked it up for me. That might take me a little while. Okay. Another infamously haunted spot in Oklahoma is the Stone Lion Inn. Where Ghost Adventures was at, and Zach got a little scared of the owner. Am I that scary? You don't have to answer that. No. She scares me. <laughs> that and they also found me. that they also caught the uh, poltergeist activity with the freaking with the door slamming shut on all four of them they're not even touching anything and Jay almost shitting himself because the freaking uh, because the voice box fucking turns on by itself and the line that I'm surprised Zach didn't realize how he said it. Hey, Elaine, uh, do you want to come play with my balls? <laughs> uh, I think this is the one. Okay, now we're going to Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin, for people who followed true crime was home to Ed Gein. The fiendish killer who inspired the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Silence of the Lambs, and Psycho. If that isn't scary enough, the state is also home to the Fister Hotel. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Fister, people I know barely know her. The <laughs> uh, Fister! David Talk Tim. about the Fister. <laughs> uh, you want to go to Fister? What? <laughs> um, yes. I think I might have found it, but I don't really know. Mm. But it wasn't really much of a movie. Okay. It was only 20 minutes long. So it was a short. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Zozo is a horror thriller following seven teens as their night of fun takes a horrid turn as they release the demon Zozo mm. from their Ouija board. Okay, so if it's 20 minutes long, then it had to have been shown at a fucking film festival. I don't know. This is from IMDb. Uh, lines are drawn and tension grows as the group discovers that one among them is not who they seem. <laughs> Director was uh, Farizzo, Fabizzo, I can't even say his name. F-A-B-R-I-Z-I-O Daniel. 
writer Anthony Belsano. Uh huh. Stars Anthony Belsano, McKenna Crab, and Jess Herman. Huh. There's a lot more to it, too. Not even bothering. But uh, it does okay. have a few other things here. I haven't even finished the Fister. Hey, you want to go to the Fister? What did you just say? The uh, Fister. Fister. Hotel. Regularly sees high-profile guests like sports teams and entertainers. Many have reported bizarre events like radios endlessly turning on and off by themselves to furniture being moved throughout the night. The state also seems to be home to malicious lingering spirits. This is just basically a summary of the 50 states that got do research on the rest of them. On what I could, what else I could find. Minnesota, where Dave Schrader and Tim Bananas live. The Palmer House in Salk Center leaves guests with the chills. Literally. They hear the sounds of voices, feel aggressive uh, fluctuations in temperature, and most commonly, the sounds of a bouncing ball fills the corridors, even though no one is there. Other paranormal places include the, Wish- uh, the Wabasha Street Caves and the Redwood County Museum. Come on. Come on, you fucking... Okay, now this thing doesn't want to work. Oh! Almost had it. Come on. I hate it when I'm doing something and my shit starts just going whack. Come on. Wait, almost have it, I think. Uh, let's see. I know we just did Minnesota. Snip it. Believe my fucking fucking sight just went stupid on me. Come on! Obviously, something doesn't want her to finish the stories. I don't give a fuck what it is. <laughs> oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. Piss <laughs> off!
Well, the audio is going to be interesting to uh, play with. <laughs> I'll probably go through it tomorrow. Due to the fact you already got stuff to do from... Uh, okay. Did just did the Fister. Oh, I'm not. I'm not talking about the, from the seventeenth, which I still have to go over. But I'm talking about for this one. Oh yeah, I know. So Audio is going to be interesting for this one. <laughs> but you can go over from the seventeenth one. Which that is coming up shortly, guys. So don't worry about that. We definitely got a lot of shit to go over. It was quite the adventure. Yes, it was. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Shit! Uh-oh! We just lost Paralor. Hold on. Not kosher! Hang on. Come on! Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. Hang on. There you go. Legitimately, my computer's being fucking stupid now. Legitimately. Okay. Now I gotta go all the way fucking where I was. Which means that Saturday is definitely gonna be an overhaul for me. Outside doing regular stuff and cleaning, and now I have to go from there to being a computer. Okay, I'm back. Yay! Virginia! State of Virginia. Williamsburg is one of the nation's best preserved colonial towns. It's also home to some of, yes, son, some of America's most well-known ghost tales, especially that of Lady Anne Skipwith. I didn't stumble. That is exactly what I'm reading. Lady Anne Skipwith. What a name. <laughs> the legend states that one night she and her husband had a falling out. She left in a huff, breaking one of her heels in the process. Later that night, she took her own life. Now, visitors of the George Waithe House can hear the sound of one solitary heel climbing the staircase. Also in Williamsburg is the haunted Peyton Williams house, among many others. Kansas. Kansas is the state of haunt of haunted houses. Of course, I like how this is it. Kansas is the state of haunted of houses. Makes no sense. The valley. Figure it's Kansas. Huh? Figure it's Kansas. The valley. Capitals is Wichita. The Valley Mansion, the Alexander Majors House, the John Warnell House, and most famous, the Sally House. What's the home? <laughs> Can you wait till I'm done with the sound effects? Sorry, I had to throw it in there. Once the home and office of a physician, 
The Sally House is said to be haunted by a six-year-old girl who died on the operating table during a botched appendix surgery. Okay, something don't seem right. Something doesn't seem right with that. No, it doesn't. Because when Ghost Adventures was there, because I'm telling you right now, if this was fabricated for this, I'm going off. Because when Ghost Adventures was there, and they interviewed the guy that um, was plagued by it, living there, uh-huh. was actually proof, saw proof on camera, not really the pictures, but Ghost Adventures cameras, that there was something there because the fucker had, was burnt by it. Yeah, he had a welt on the back of his neck. And Jake got punched by it. No, Jake got scratched. Or scratched. Jake got scratched on his arm by, uh, I think his last name is Pittman. I think. I can't remember the guy's last name. Something like that. Uh, you have to be thinking of it entirely something different because... No, I don't remember the guy's last name. I know it was a P. Yeah, I know. I I I think it was Pittman or something like that. I don't remember... No, Pittman is uh, have to go back a senator of one of the we- one of the West states. I'm not talking about Senator Pittman from <clears throat> the Men's Ball Hotel uh-huh. in Nevada. I'm talking the guy's last name. I don't know. I know it starts with P. I don't remember if it was Pittman or something else. I don't know. But he had he had that big welt in the back of his neck. Yeah. And Jay got scratched on his arm upstairs. Yeah. And this guy was downstairs. That and the girl that Zach had come in that was... Went down uh, like a dead flower. That was the medium. Damn near fell over. I know, she did the flower thing. Nobody does that unless you're a legitimate in a play. empath. Unless you're in a play and you can go like this, like a flower. But that, no. No. Mediums don't do that. They just go... Mm-hmm. Next... That in the voice that they caught, it wasn't a girl. It was a fucking demon. Yeah, because there's supposedly what uh, this woman said. Yeah. There was a pentagram. Like, seeing a little girl. There was a pentagram downstairs. That, she saw that too, yeah. And she said that the little girl died in the house. But you just read that she was on the OR table. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff out of that show. That probably wasn't told to to Jeff and them. And I think that some of the story there, or whatever they were saying, was kind of fabricated a bit. Uh, yeah. To the fact, there's really no proof. Arkansas. Outside of that, um, I didn't see a pentagram on the ground. In the Arkansas. Basement. Leads to the Crescent Hotel. Has visitors who got light who get lightheaded, and some who pass out unexpectedly. This, as well as apparitions, strange noises or sounds, and disembodied voices, all happen in a part of the hotel that was once used as a cancer-curing hospital in the 30s. 
Bizarre treatments alien patients once inhabited what is now a hotel. It's the perfect storm for tense hauntings. Another of Arkansas's haunted spots is Fort Chaffee. Idaho. If you think Idaho is nothing but potatoes, think again. There's a bunch of hoes there, too. The Idaho State Penitentiary once held serial killers and lacked plumbing and heating, forcing the prisoners to live in constant misery. Well, guess what? It's called j prison. It's not a holiday vacation. Now the site is open for tours as part of the historical society. And both guests and tour guides alike experience strange sensations. If you've experienced strange sensations and you're something like that, go check, get yourself checked first. Then just, just to rule out the medical... And feel dark spirits hiding in the cells. Other ghostly spots include the Lava Hot Springs Inn and the Idaho State Reform School. Okay, Alabama. Sloss Furnace is easily Alabama's creepiest spot. The old facility produced iron and had a menacing foreman who watched over the men on the graveyard shift. His nickname was Slag, and he cut every corner possible to get things done quicker. This led to over 40 men dying under his watch and countless others being seriously injured. One night, workers fed up with the abuse Push slag into the furnace, trapping his allegedly. soul. Trapping his soul in the factory forever, allegedly, as Paramike just said. Other haunted sites include Redmount Hotel and Derish House. Iowa. What is symbolic? with the state Iowa and I'm looking at you dear I don't know I know that um, there's a family relative that lives there outside of that it was investigated on Ghost Adventures oh the Velisca house yes Iowa caucus may be one of the most famous political events, but true crime fans know Iowa for something else. The Velisca Axe Murders, which now everybody calls it the Velisca Axe Murder House. In June of 1912, eight people were murdered by an axe in one night. Six of them were kids. The killer was never fought, uh, fully identified 
And many wonder how a single man could kill eight people without anyone escaping. And the case remains open. The victims are said to still haunt the very house they were killed in. Others is the Franklin Hotel and Oakland Cemetery are some of the other Iowa haunted spots. Okay. Every time we go back and we watch each season of Ghost Adventures before there were four. Yeah. Zach even asked the question, wait, how does someone kill eight people and nobody fucking notices? I mean, I know they had me, uh, from what, from the cop that was in charge of that, like, uh, several uh, people that were looked at. A traveling preacher that was a peeping Tom. A homeless guy that slept with an axe. And someone named Andy. Andy Sawyer was the homeless guy that had the axe. Yeah. I forgot who the third one was. So did I. But the strange thing was, due to the fact the guy admitted it, that got thrown out of court. No, the reason why it got thrown out of court is because the detective yeah. had the murder weapon. Yeah. But the dumbass forgot it and purchased another one from a hardware store and in this little... Um, I don't know if you want to call it like a museum a little bit. Yeah. The guy said that the detective had this axe and put it in the trial. Yeah. Now, back then, there was no forensics. No. There was no DNA testing. But... But Andy Sawyer got acquitted. Yeah, I know. Because the fucking detective, which is a dumbass, left the real one somewhere else. Not only that, um, I think it was also like, you know, their, um, it was like a political thing or something like that. Um, I think. But the weird thing is, even though the house itself is haunted, what the fuck's haunting it? Is it the eight people, or is it something darker? Supposedly the two kids and Andy Sawyer. That's another thing, too. If it's caught on on voice recorder that it says that Andy did it, I don't know if that would really close it. Well, the fact, most the, people the don't. The EVP said, I killed six kids. Yeah. Okay, but Zach was doing the spirit box upstairs. Yep. And he was asking who murdered the eight people in here. Uh huh. And it sounded like a little girl's voice coming over the spirit box saying, "Andy Sawyer." Yeah. It sounded like a little girl. 
But at the same time, the family that lived there grew up that lived there. We're basically explaining, yeah, there's good here, but there's something else. Yeah, and no one's been uh, able to figure that what what the something else is. Yeah, those are the two sisters. One that really did not want to fucking be there. No. And the other one, she didn't want to be there, but she she knew she had to be there to explain. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> put that on a bucket list. But yeah, there's six kids. Yeah, two adults. Two adults, and the other idiot. Andy Sawyer. Yeah. He probably died sometime later on. Yeah. And the evidence came through. Of yeah. Who murdered all six kids. Yeah. And the two adults. Due to the fact that two of the kids were neighbors yeah. down the road. Spending the night having a slumber party, basically. Yeah, sleepover. And Zach had all the evidence right there. Yeah, I know. Except for the axe. It might be the, the the one thing that's not closing it. Probably it's the axe. Yeah, where the hell is the axe, and where the fuck was this, was this detective that was doing the case? Probably already long dead. No, I'm not, no, 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 no. Axe. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about oh, detective's already dead, so we can't interview his ass. Yeah, no, not that. Where is the axe for one? Mm-hmm. Two, where the fuck did this detective go with the damn axe? And three, could the axe be handed to someone else that has it? Could. Of course, that would probably explain why there's something darker there, too. Right. What was there before the six kids and two adults and Andy Sawyer, the two sisters that lived there with their family? Mm -hmm. What was prior... To the past, where it led up to this. I wonder if anybody's thought about digging up the property to see if there's anything there, like the axe. No, because the axe wasn't on the property. The axe was taken off the property by the detective, but where the fuck did the detective go with the axe, and where did he leave it? Uh. In order to start at a hardware store... Which back then I'm surprised there are already hardware store. Yeah. Purchase another axe that looks exactly like the one that he forgot, mm-hmm. and put it into a trial. My money's on the cop. Which wiped off, like the old guy said, it wiped off the front page of the Titanic fucking sinking. Oh yeah. And normally something like that, when you have a massive story, oh yeah, like the fucking Titanic sinking. That never gets wiped off the front page. No. But that, but it did. Mm-hmm. So where did the detective go from the murder house with the fucking axe? Where did he go? I'm a, Who like has the axe now? My, my money's on the fucking cop that, that was in charge of the case from that. Yeah. Okay, next, New Jersey. Dirty Jersey. One of New Jersey's strangest hauntings happened at the Speak Eatery, a restaurant that used to be the now-closed Plan B restaurant in Asbury Park. The owner complained of strange sounds. 
check to see if it's like building settling if it's something wrong with the pipes or wood footsteps and a cold presence in the basement it's a basement it's gonna have that upon investigation it turned out that there had been a brutal murder back when the location was an antique shop another paranormal hotspot is the the Pine Barrens a forest that that's home to the Jersey Devil witches and spirits Pine Barrens we've um, didn't CJ go there before or is that Delaware that was the Pokemon Forest huh that was the Pokemon Forest okay yeah Montana how fast can you drive is our next state similar to other western states Montana had its fair share of boom towns where desperate miners would flock to the hills looking for fortune with the miners came prostitution and gambling followed by crime now places like Benack sit empty as nothing more than shallow shell hollow shells of the dreams that died there when the gold disappeared other haunted spots include twin bridges orphanage and the old montana state prison i bet you there's still gold there it's just buried underground Eh, Connecticut. Remington was once the largest ammunition manufacturer in the world. Their factory in Bridgeport, where John Zaffis lives, where the Warren lives, or lived, was designed for quantity, not quality. And many lives were lost in the extremely unsafe conditions. Throughout its operation, the factory experienced multiple explosions and machine-related incidents that killed numerous workers. The abandoned building is now home to squatters and spirits. Other haunted spots include the Mark Twain House and the Schubert Theater. There's a whole lot more there that's haunted than that. Yeah, that's where uh, Sarah Winchester and her husband's originally from. Yeah, no. The Winchester rifle that supposedly won the West. Yeah. I know that. I mean, state of Connecticut itself, there's a whole lot more there that's haunted than that. Tennessee. There are some very famous haunted spots in Tennessee. A farming community came under attack from an unseen specter. This dark force became known as the Bell Witch and served as the inspiration for the Blair Witch Project. And let me explain it this way Blair Boring Witch Project. In the words of Drew Carey, Oh, I'm lost. Yeah, we're lost. Oh, I'm lost. I think we're lost. Big plot, plot twist in the middle of the movie. 
Oh, I'm last. Yeah, we're last. Another famous paranormal spot in Tennessee is the Haunted Plantation in Hurricane Mills, owned by none other than Loretta Lynn herself. I don't listen to country, but I know that's freaking a country goddess. The coal mine's daughter. Yep. Oregon. Aaron Goodwin's hometown. Oregon, or Oregon as some people call it, has numerous haunted sites like the Wolf Creek Inn, which that... Which Billy sucked at trying to uh, produce it. Or actually try to do it how Zach does it. Yeah, sucked at it. He tried. Yeah, I, I give him a little credit for it, but he really sucked at it. And the abandoned ghost town of Golden. But most notable are Portland's infamous Shanghai Tunnels. Beneath the bars and hotels of Portland lies a system of underground tunnels where drunken men would be kidnapped and sold to pirates. The tunnels lead straight to the docks where men would wake up from their drunken days on board a ship miles offshore. Uncooperative victims would end up murdered in the tunnels where they remain to this day. Uh, what about the other bit of Portland that Zach and them did a few seasons ago? Hauntings of the Pacific, I think. Think it's it's said where yeah, he gets freaked out, where he gets freaked out by the freaking deli owner. I think that was part of Vicksburg, wasn't huh? it? Wasn't that no, part of Vicksburg? Vicksburg was somewhere else. <clears throat> North Carolina, the Biltmore Estate in Asheville is America's largest home. It's also one of America's most haunted. Built by the wealthy Vanderbilt family, the mansion is said to have a headless cat that roams the gardens. Oh, that's real nice. And visitors to the mansion regularly hear the voice George uh, Vanderbilt himself as they wa- as they wander through the study. Another famously haunted location in North Carolina is the Mayo House. Why would you name a location after a fucking mayonnaise? West Virginia. The nose of the West Virginia town Point Pleasant where the Mothman And the men in black were spotted numerous times in the 60s. Also packing a paranormal punch is the place where Ghost of Etchers did their first live Halloween show. No. Huh? No. Yeah, Trans-Allegheny Asylum? That's in Western West Virginia. That's what I'm reading, West Virginia. Okay. 
The asylum housed drug addicts, mentally ill, and those with disabilities. It was severely overcrowded, and the sanitation was unbearably bad. In the 90s, the institution was forced to close. But throughout its history, countless souls were lost within its walls. It's a favorite for ghost hunters because of its high levels of paranormal activity. Which I should have been should have been on that fucking show. As one of the guests. But no, my brothers made me stay home because I had fucking pneumonia. New Mexico. The St. James Hotel was at the center of the Old West. Jesse James and Buffalo Bill both stayed at the hotel. And one night, gunslinger T.J. Wright won the hotel in a poker game. Immediately after, he was shot in the back. Wright crawled his way into room 18, where he died. The room remains locked to this day. Reserved solely for Wright's ghost who still watches over the hotel. On the other end of the state sits Skinwalker Ranch. And every paranormal team has been trying their hardest to get in it. Because they want to fucking see what's there. Where? <sighs> fucking fly! Yeah, fortunately, Ghost Adventures is the only ones that were there. Uh, that's Skinwalker Canyon. Skinwalker Walker Ranch is a whole different property. Ghost Adventures was there with Dave Schrader. Where the Greys are. That's Stardust Ranch. Which was also called Skinwalker Ranch at the time. Remember, we did that story before. I'm not getting into a debate. Where everything from UFOs to Bigfoot... Trust me, UFOs, Bigfoots, cryptids... Very skeptical on. Shapeshifters... Okay. Shapeshifters would be along the lines of skinwalkers. Glowing orbs. Oh my god, orbs. Could be a flashlight. And apparitions have been seen. It's recognized as one of the most paranormal places on the entire planet. What were you going to say? Fireflies. Okay, come on. I'm hearing that, too. Can you do it a little bit quieter, Batty? Michigan. Michigan hosts a number of haunted sites. From the Whitney Restaurant and Michigan Central Station. Is the urban metropolis of Detroit. To the Lakeside Terrace Inn and Petoskey. And even out to rule a farmhouse in St. Charles that led to some startling revelations during an inv investigation fr from the Dead Files team. Hey, I'm Amy Ellen. I have to work with a, re a retired cop. Georgia Savannah, 
is the paranormal hotbed of Georgia and the city's most notorious crime was the 1909 axe murders of three women in downtown. Making matters worse, racial tension of the time led by white southerners to immediately blame African-American communities. Hundreds of African-Americans were rounded up and placed in jails to await interrogation. However, one of the women had managed to survive the attack, and just before she died of blood loss, she told the authorities it was in fact her ex-husband who attacked her. The injustice and pain associated with this crime has caused this sensational story to live on forever. Just like the spirits of the slain women, who still inhabit the Gribble House, other haunted savannah spots include the Sura Weed House and the infamous Mercer, William, Mercer Williams House, which became the focal point of the famous story Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And where Jeff Dunham actually did his first Halloween special. And where his first wife was born. That too. Indiana, Herb Bumeister is one of Indiana's most elusive serial killers. He'd find men at bars, lure them back to his farm, only to kill them. Police started to catch on to the crimes and arrived at Bumeister's door. His wife was shocked about the allegations, but at the same time went on and police continued piecing the clues together. Herb's attitude became erratic, so much that his wife filed for divorce and a restraining order. While he was out on vacation, a secret investigation of the farm took place, uncovering eleven bodies. Many say those souls haven't yet crossed over and remain trapped at Fox Hollow Farm. Other haunted spots in Indiana include the Black Moon and Thornhaven Manors. Come on. Don't be stupid. Thank you. Ah, the Lower East Side of Hell. Florida. Completed in 1695, the Castello di San Marcos in St. Augustine, Augustine is one of the oldest forts in America. It survived numerous wars and has had many people live and work within its walls. One of the most notable was Dolores Martis. Uh, Martez, or how you want to pronounce her last name, wife of Col uh, Colonel Garcia Martez, Dolores would sneak away at night to meet with her lover, Captain Manuel Abella. Her husband caught on to the affair, and soon after, both Dolores and Captain Manuel went missing. Until two skeletons were unearthed from one of the fort's dungeons. 
it's said that their ghosts still haunt the grounds and are regularly seen. Come on. Let's go. Kentucky. What's infamous with Kentucky? Don't know. Give you a hint. It's a music hall. Or nightclub. Season 1. Episode 1. Ah, Bobby Mackey's. Yes. Bobby Mackey's music world attracts visitors from around the globe. Built in an old slaughterhouse that was turned into a sleazy roadside motel, the current honky-tonk has inherited the building's undying legacy. Most notably, that the Pearl Brian, whose body was found nearby, it's rumored that her murderers were satan uh, Satanists, who put a curse on the ground surrounding the bar. Stop. Hold on, let me finish. Another globally known hotspot in Kentucky is the Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Now, what were you about to say, dear? Number one. Yeah. Pearl Bryant. Her head was thrown down a well. Yeah. Her body was never found. No. But you just said it. I know. Her body was found. Where? Her body was never found, for one. It doesn't say where. For two, the story is that her head was thrown down in a well that was buried. Head never... Uh... Head was never found. Nope. Body was never found. It probably was, just nobody and said anything. And when the fuck was it ever a hotel? I'm not sure. Probably because like it was the a really slaughterhouse. Days of like the Western. It was a slaughterhouse. Yeah. And then Bobby Mackey bought the property and the building and turned it into whatever, whatever. it is. Well. And now this story here that you just read seems. Slightly fabricated, and but more bullshit. A lot of people... I've noticed that every place Ghost Adventures goes to... That they actually prove the place is haunted. The managers, owners, whoever it changes hands to... Are probably trying to fabricate certain, certain shit so they can make money from it. Instead of keeping it the fucking way it is. Hmm. Even Zach Bagans has mentioned that once or twice in interviews, and he's irritated by it. Yeah, that was the, uh, the his documentary. Yeah. With that old lady there that withheld a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. That was his first documentary. Yeah. And then, as we go on, the hotel part of Bobby Mackey's, uh, that was never mentioned. No. Well... If you're saying it was a hotel, it could have been from when, you know, times of the Wild West. Where it could have been a hotel from the Wild West, then became a slaughterhouse, and then so forth. Yeah, people would have already known that. 
and would have stated that. Not if there's no record of it. Washington. Everyone in Washington knows legendary, legendary man Risa uh, Castle. In the town of Port Townsend. Built over 100 years ago. The castle was originally... Stop it. A private estate. And has since been turned into a hotel, which would be prior where the Jesuits lived, then became a hotel. Jesuits. Throughout the century, the hotel has seen dark days. In room 302, a priest once hung himself. In room 306, a young woman once threw herself out, out the window after learning her fiancé had been lost to sea. That's also true. It seems the ghosts of the third floor still have a story to tell, seen as they frequently haunt guests. The St. Ignatius Hospital in Colfax is another, is another of the state's most haunted spots. Illinois... The home of Dave Schrader. Yep. The abandoned Ashmore Estates. <laughs> a former Zach wanted to run like shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just because of the guy and the cow. <laughs> a former Elms House turned psychiatric facility. Sat empty for 20 years with squatters and vandalizers be being the only ones stepping foot inside it. But soon the squatters wouldn't even enter after many experienced poltergeists, full body apparitions, and the sounds of endless crying. In Chicago, a former Chicago Historical Society building was used as a makeshift morgue in the early 1900s. And was later turned into Excalibur, one of Chicago's most dissonant clubs, run by an infamous drug lord. What happened inside these walls remain unknown, but what is known are the, are the spirits who remain trapped inside it. Utah! 30,000 wives can't be wrong. Hat you in Utah, St. Anne's Retreat is infamous for its nefarious history as one of the very true story of a group of teens who snuck into the camp one night, hoping to solve the mysterious tales. The teens were captured, tied up, and held captive by the camp's watchmen until police arrived. The question that locals keep asking is, what were they hiding? Also, Ledley's fa uh, Family Tree Restaurant. Where Zach really got provocative. And highly protective of his former uh, photographer. Yep. Leslie's Family Tree Restaurant is another frightening locale considered to be one of the state's most haunted. Also in Utah is Kay's Cross. Yep. 
which many believe was created by extremist cult. Okay, come on. Louisiana. The Big Easy. Swamps, plantations. Is it any wonder that Louisiana would finish up our top ten? Magnolia. A former cotton plantation had slaves that reportedly used voodoo to torment their captors. And this black magic has caused many souls to become trapped within the house. The LaLaurie Mansion, this is why I hate my name, is another haunted house with a legendary past. The stories from within its walls even helped inspire the third season of American Horror Story. Which I like to know how people could get into that stupid show. I was fucking confused after each season. Missouri. There's a home in Missouri that most people know about. They just don't know it. In St. Louis, in St. Louis sits the house where the young Ronald Doe became victim to demonic possession. The priest called in to investigate, kept detailed records of the events, and these later became the basis for the groundbreaking film, The Exorcist. In Branson, the Titanic Museum, one of the many places that is a Titanic Museum, is also home to ghostly activity. The museum is filled with actual relics brought up from the sunken ship. Some of these items have brought attached spirits with them and numerous guests have reported strange encounters through the, in the museum. Mm. What? Mm. The one thing I didn't like about that episode on Zack's on Ghost Adventures, was that bitchin' fucking toy store. Yeah. I did not like her. Oh no, we can't do that one. Oh no, that won't work. Yeah. But I don't... I, some of the stuff about, you know, how they reconstructed the ship at first... Yeah. ...to be a fucking oversized museum. Yeah. And they said, oh, these, these are the stuff that came from the original Titanic from 1912 sinking. Yeah. I still have a huge fucking problem with that. Because I we'll think most, most of the items in there are bullshit. How would you know? None of us were around when that shit was actually being brought up. I still think that's bullshit. Because... Every time somebody tries to talk about the Titanic and the sinking and trying to find where it sank. Yeah. How the fuck can you go all the way down to the bottom of the fucking ocean floor, get shit and bring it back? There's, they got Submarines can't even go down that far. No, there are machines that can actually go that far. They know where the fucking thing, where damn pieces of it are. They're just not saying it because of scavengers. Everybody and people knows trying they, to get rich on it. Everybody, everybody knows where it sank. Yeah. So am I. 
it's easy to figure out where it is, but it's the depth of the fucking water. Yeah. People have been trying to get down that far for freaking centuries to find a damn ship. Well, now they can. For the past, I think maybe like, past maybe five, ten years, they actually have water machines that actually can go that deep. Yeah. Maybe in the 90s, they did it. Now they do. No, I'm talking about like way back. From 1912, when the damn shit sank. Well, remember, back then. To the time that the museum that looks like the Titanic was created. Uh Uh-huh. How is is all that stuff inside the fucking thing Uh from the ship? Everything that's in that that sinks to the fucking bottom of the ocean. Yeah. From the time it sank to the time you can figure out how to get it. Yeah. It's already deteriorated and destroyed. I did a book I'll say that you that. got a, you got fucking animals in the, in the damn ocean that eat shit. Shit, I did a book report on that in high school. They should have found the dead bodies too and put and put them in the damn museum. Um. Nothing there. If there's dead bodies in the ocean, they're fucking shark food. So is in everything else from the ship. Except for maybe the the outside interior, uh, exterior. If it's not totally rusted off. Well, remember, I still say I still say most of that stuff in that museum is bullshit. Okay, explain how Zack saw fucking handprints on the glass and it was the size of a child. And it just fucking appeared on camera. That one, I can't. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. But the room itself, on the opposite side of the glass. Yeah. Do we actually know that's how the room looked back then? Was that room actually for... the side of the captain's deck thingy, whatever? No, where the handprint showed up, right on camera. Yeah. That room there. Yeah, that's uh, the, the woman, monument where the, the woman said children it. is. Exactly, that's what the woman said. But how do you really know that that was the room for the kids? Not sure. On the ship. You can't. It was probably... I, call that, I still call that one bullshit. Well, due to the fact, you know, there's that big-ass picture with, like, photos of the kids. Technically, if you want to think about it... It's a memorial for the kids that died. Yeah, I know that, but I'm talking about the room where the handprint showed up on the glass. It's actually the exact area where the uh, memorial is. Right. But you have the memorial wall down here a little bit, but yet you have this room that's supposedly where the children die. How do you know that's the exact room where the children died on the ship? You don't. I call it bullshit. Well, then... Get a hold of Jip Belanger. We'll get him on the fucking show. Just like with the with all the artifacts that's in there, being shown off, you know, mm-hmm. like the old fashioned life vest. Yeah. Bullshit. Okay. Here's another experience. That was taken off of a, of a child. Bullshit. Here's another thing. The Bible. Try to explain how the train going by in that stupid. In that toy museum, 
derails, and it's up on a and it's above. No, that's, that's, that's easy. Kids got pissed off. <laughs> no, trains like that always do that. Yeah, you, you but have, the woman even wanna... said that's never happened before. She was a lying sack of shit. She was a stupid bitch. You I tell had, by I had a friend's face he was pissed. I had a friend that owned something just like that. And he had a train tracks all the way around and trains going. When there's a heavy truck that goes by your building, yeah. or you might feel a little tremor here and there, that train will de- derail because it's lightweight. Yeah, but what she said before that train derailed, oh, well, it looks old. The kid, uh, the kid may not know the difference. Yeah. Derail. <laughs> That's why I call it bullshit. <coughs> Kids. It could be that. People might say, yeah, oh, yeah, it was the spirit of, of a kid in there. Bullshit. It was a fucking heavy-ass truck that went by because the ground's too damn weak over there. Like I said, get a whole Jip Landrum, get him on the fucking show, and you could have it out with him. Nick? No. Okay. Bottom six. New York. Tragically, New York's Letchworth Village, a one-time community for the mentally and physically disabled, was filled with rumors of mistreated patients for decades. That's true. Now, even though it's been abandoned, many souls are finding it hard to leave. Even Manhattan has his ghost. No shit! Manhattan's one of the oldest fucking areas in New York. Speaking of that, Angelo's going there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's supposed to be filming there and everything about it. The Morris Jumel Mansion, located in Manhattan's Washington Heights neighborhood, was once used during the Revolutionary War. It has since been turned into a museum with many visitors claiming to experience strange phenomena. Phenomena. Come on. Almost done here. Come on. Come on. Okay, there we go. And it's Pennsylvania. Bottom five. The most famous haunted site in Pennsylvania is Gettysburg, where one of the most important Civil War battles took place. In a few short days, thousands of men were killed on this battleground, and now many haven't been able to cross over. In fact, Kindred Spirits star Adam Barry credits his ghostly experience at Gettysburg as being what turned him into a paranormal believer. Combine this with the historic and haunted hotspots of Philadelphia, and you end up with one of the, one of America's most haunted states. That war lasted three days, July like 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. <laughs> Over 52,000 soldiers died on both sides. Come on. 
by July 4th, 1776, America was born. <laughs> Come on! Okay, I'm going to move on to something else before I throw this stupid thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see if I can find something here. Since people have been emailing you saying they want to know more stuff on witchcraft. Only, like, basic. Since I already said candles. Well, you did candles and gemstones, I believe. No, we did just the candles. We haven't Bunch done herbs nor gemstone oh, okay. or crystals yet. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. Do one of your stories. I need to use that. Oh, in fact, we got a lot of shit we got to cover anyway. Yeah, plus we still have uh, the 17th to cover. Huh? Plus we still have the 17th to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I actually did that story after I looked back in my files. Uh, let's see. Uh, do that one another day. Ah, here we go. Everybody knows the story about Billy the Kid, right? Well, Billy the Kid's gun that killed Wild West Outlaw is up for sale. The gun used to kill the notorious Wild West outlaw Billy the Kid 140 years ago is going to public auction for the very first time with an estimate selling price of either two or three million dollars. Yeah, that'd be good for a gun enthusiast. The Colt single action firearm belonged to Sheriff Pat Garnett, who shot and killed Billy the Kid at a ranch in Fort Summer, New Mexico, on July 14, 1881. Uh. Auction House, Bonhams, which is selling the gun on August 27th in Los Angeles, described it as a Reddick of one of the most important and well-known stories of the Wild West. Billy the Kid, born Henry McCarthy, and also known as William Bonney, was one of the most wanted criminals of America, American Old West, and killed at least eight people. Why did I not find that one right? Killed eight people? Huh? Billy the Kid killed eight people. Why do I not find that right? Not sure. I'm going to have to look that up. Garnet had previously captured Billy the Kid, who was convicted of murder 
and jailed in April 1881. He was sentenced to be hanged, but escaped from Lincoln County Courthouse, stealing a gun from Garnett's office and shooting two guards on the way out. Talk about hit and run on foot. Weeks later, Garnett tracked him down to the Fort Summer Ranch where he shot him dead. As well as Garnett's gun, Bonham's is also auctioning the gun that Billy the Kid used in his escape among a number of other items related to the outlaw. The Whitney Double Barrel Hammer Shotgun, which belonged to Deputy Bob Ogerling, is... Wow, they really screwed this story up. They put in two thes. So he goes, Is the the only firearm known to have been used by Billy the Kid and expected to fetch 200 to 300 million dollars. Oh, I'm sorry, two, between 200 and three, 300 thousand dollars, Bonhams said in a press release. Also on sale is Pat Garnett's handwritten contract for publication of his book, Authentic Life of Billy the Kid which told his version of events and is expected to reach a price of $8,000 to $12,000. Where did they come up with these numbers? The book said Bonham's is one of the rarest in the, in the canon and the foundation of the Billy the Kid legend. I can't speak today. <laughs> Billy the Kid and Garnet shared a mutual respect in kids' hunt, capture, escape, and death have become the stuff of legends. The auction house said. Yeah, right. The pieces are among 265 lots on auction from the private collection of Teresa Earl, who, along with her late husband, Jim, is among the most highly regarded collectors of Western historical firearms, Bonham said, or added. Speaking to CNN... Catherine Williamson, Bonham's director of books and manuscripts, said, excuse me, said the collection was rare and had been gathered over decades. Scroll down. The item had great value, she said, because of the figure of Billy the Kid whose story has captured the attention of Americans for generations, inspiring books, movies, and TV programs. 
We think that this entire collection is one of the most significant Old West collections ever put together, she said. He is a really important mythical figure in American history. There's an entire industry built up around him. Pat Garnett wrote a version of his story right after he was killed. And that becomes one of the historical bases for Billy the Kid's myth. The rumored friendship of Billy the Kid and Garnett, who are said to have once worked together on a ranch, also added integrity, Williamson said. One turns to law and one turns to crime. And they're on the parallel paths until they intersect at the very end, she said. And there's pictures here of it and supposedly a handwritten letter. But I don't think back then they had uh, white line paper. Yeah. This is written on a white line paper with the purple bar going all the way down on the side. But yeah, that's how much the thing is going. For, most of the things are going for. The gun's supposed to be bringing in two to three million dollars. And that's that story for Billy the Kid. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Should we take a trip to Mars? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go to Mars. Where Wayne Brady can get some Martian booty. <laughs> Scientists just looked inside Mars. Here's what they found. While humans have been struggling to control the shitstorm, baking in record heat and trying to figure out how not to run out of water. Our spacecraft on Mars have been enjoying a rather more tranquil existence. Not needing to breathe helps. Don't know how that works. Parked on the Martian surface... The InSight lander is listening for Mars quakes. Kind of like earthquakes here, but it's called Mars quakes up there. Yeah. While the preservation rover, or preservation, whatever it is, is rolling around in search of life. This week, scientists are dropping an Olympus Mons of findings from the two brave robots. In three papers published today in the journal Science, each authored by dozens of scientists from around the world. Mm. Researchers, researchers detail the clever way they used 
insights uh, I can't even say this word S E I S M O N E T E R to peer deep into the red planet giving them an unpredicted understanding of its crust mantle and core it's the first time scientists have mapped the interior of a planet other than earth and yesterday another group of scientists held a press conference to announce early research results from one of the little robots mm. and the next steps the rover will take to explore the surface of G0 crater once a lake that could have been home to alien or ancient microbial life okay words are hard scientists still have a lot of learn a lot to learn about the red planet it's built from similar buildings blocks as our own planet but Mars looks very different says University of Cambridge global I said that word earlier that I spelt out uh -huh. oh I can't even say this <laughs> Jesus Christ you know I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna post a story up on our website and everything and let you guys read this thing because this doesn't make any sense to me it's ridiculous. If it's space, when does it make sense? <laughs> Scientists, too. So go figure that one. And then I got a follow up to it about, from NASA about Mars and everything. So I'll just post that up on our website and everything and let you guys read that mess. And then you guys can uh, let me know what, what the dilly is. So this is our website right there. And everything, and I'll put it up there as soon as I can and let you guys read the entire story. <laughs> of course, it won't be the link. I'll actually have it probably in a, a PDF file for you guys, so you guys can just download the file for free in a PDF form <laughs> and read it that way. Oh, yeah. Other than that, uh, I'm not going to try to read because the words are hard with, with the way scientists puts it. And everything. Okay, let's talk phone. about the 17th. Before I do a f complete list of herbs and their uses. Uh, okay. Um. I mean, technically, I got two versions complete herbs and magical uses. And one that says herbs with meanings of. Really? Yeah. Cool. I mean, I got Witch's Gloss, Glossary of Herbs, and which. is an entirely different one. Weird. 
paper. Ah, you disappeared. I got three versions. You disappeared. I didn't do anything. You disappeared. Paralor disappeared. Holy crap. <laughs> Obviously something doesn't want her on. This is ridiculous. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Just like our guests, now it's happening to Paralor. What? Hang on, the hold on. We're about to talk about July 17th when we had our special guest for the very first time on the show. I'm right here. Okay, hold on. There we go. <laughs> and what I did is I have my own list right here that I that I started doing uh, Sunday after I downloaded the video from our Facebook page in the video section from July 17th July 18th Paralore and I actually sat looking at that thing which is our audio and video yeah. stuff and during the show with our special guest Alan Wright from Crossover Podcast or Crossover Connection and Podcast and author and author and writer of the new book Things to Come um, one of our viewers Gloria uh, actually went back a little bit, and she timestamped uh, something for us because we end up having a loud bang, and then our guest decided to go bye bye, like Paralord just did again. And she timestamped it at one hour, 20 minutes, and one second. So we started watching it on that right there. Took us to about 2.30, maybe 3 o'clock in the morning of Monday to view the whole thing. And most of it was going pretty good until... Well, let's see, what was it? What was the first time? 20, 21 minutes and 45 seconds. And leading up to the bang and afterwards. Well, I'm just trying to start from the beginning. Yeah, I know. Of the video from my paper, and I'm getting a little confused. And then yours is over here. Uh, 21 minutes and 45 seconds on the video, there was a shadow behind Paralore. And then 21 minutes and 57, 52 seconds. You have 57. I don't know why. Um, there was a delay in Paralore's headset. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. I kind of listened a little bit to the audio, and it is true. There was a delay in it. Mm hmm So when I get the audio going... That can up happen. And, up, you guys can hear that. Which was weird, because that normally does not happen. There's usually never a delay if I'm hardwired the system into it or if I'm not. Unless there's a storm in the area that I can understand. Uh, then a little bit later on, 48 minutes and one second, there was another shadow behind Paralore again. Uh, a little bit more, this was like eight seconds later. The shadow stayed behind Paralore for a while. 
4829, Shadow stays behind Paralore again. So you guys could look for that. Uh, 49 minutes and 26 seconds, there was a hiss or a voice from a male, but we still can't figure it out if it was a male, uh, a hiss or a voice. Well, Richie, um, my brother, I just sent him to stuff because he's actually really good at deciphering that. He said it is... A voice, but he couldn't make it out either. It was like so low, it's not even worth trying to figure out. Mm. Uh, let's see, forty-nine twenty-nine, same thing. A voice, which was a male voice, couldn't make same it out either. Male too. Fifty minutes and twenty-two seconds. Cigarette smoke from uh, from Paralure was darker than normal. Yeah. And it was still daylight, and this was a little darker, which was kind of weird. Uh, let's see. 51, 52, same shadow, but this time it was playing with the top of Paragor's hair. Basically, like right up over a little, right there. Like right here. Yeah. And now normally Paragor's hair does not. I don't no. like that unless she forgets to brush it. <laughs> but I don't forget you, to brush my hair. <laughs> but as you can see it right now, her hair is nice and flat. Let's see. 53 minutes and two seconds into the show, there was a really dark laugh from the same male voice. To me, it sounded like it was grudgingly demonic. <laughs> uh, and then 5308, same thing. Dark laugh. 54 minutes and 26 seconds, same male voice saying, sis. Mm -hmm. To me. her. Uh, let's see. 54.30, which was like four seconds after. There was a snarl, and then there was the same snarl again, six seconds into it, into uh, from 54.30. You really have to listen to that, because it was crazy. <laughs> um, 55.11, there was a cough. Like someone was getting stabbed. Which I had... After someone getting stabbed... Yeah, which I had to try to keep listening to over and over and over again because it really didn't sound like a cough to me at first. But, you know, I'm not going to argue with her. Uh, let's see. I mean, there's a whole bunch, but in one hour, two minutes, and 29 seconds, there was either a breath or a hiss, as I thought that I heard. And Paralore said it was a breath and a hiss at the same time. Uh, one hour, two minutes, and 58 seconds, there was a, a growl. Yeah. Uh, one hour, four minutes, 12 seconds. Paralore's hair got touched again. 
uh, and the back of her neck was touched. Uh, like something was trying to grip and hold it. Mm-hmm. Now, certain part of the video when Paralor looks up like this, or she's looking in a certain direction, you could actually see something like what I'm doing right now on her neck. And it was weird. And then let's see. Can't figure out where I'm at. No, there's a bunch more stuff to it. Um, I'll try to put up a list so you guys can follow the video and everything. But I think it was what an hour and something minutes where we lost our guess yeah. from that big bang, which was nuts. Mm-hmm. But more into it later on as we're going. If you watch the video to where it's like stands up like I'm here, Paralor's in the middle and our guest is at the end I get up to go use the the restroom which if you're looking at Paralor's screen right over he, here that doorway right there is our bathroom here in the studio. I walk in I'm in there and then there's a black shadow that goes past Paralor's camera. She didn't see it. Goes through mine. And then a few few little minutes later, there's one going past our guest screen and everything. And I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> it was totally weird. But we caught a, a lot of EVPs into our video. Yeah. And I... It was like, Jesus Christ. I sent uh, a copy to her brother up in Vermont. Yeah. Of course, he doesn't let me know what happened. <laughs> he lets her know instead, and well, she's got to tell me. you don't me. really check in with him. I technically, I actually have to. And it was like, it, that was the craziest thing ever. Yeah. I don't know... What was going on? Because that's never happened. Oh, and there was also one time I heard music in this ear through my headset, but Paralor didn't hear it, and neither did Alan. Which was weird, but I heard music in my headset. And as Paralor and I are working on that thing right there, Going through the whole video, listening, playing it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Her face changed way too many times than what you can see in the video if you look at her eyes. <laughs> her facial expression. Her hair. Her neck. The jewelry that she has around her neck right there. Yep. All the way down to the star. Was being fucked with. through all that videoing I don't know what happened mm. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and everything and it's ridiculous because we've done this for a little while now yeah 
and the only thing that usually happens is on parallel screen you'll see like this little white thing bouncing back and forth back and forth back and forth trying to like cut her out but it is transparent that actually I do it's not really trying and to I cut th- me out it's an arm trying to hold me no i'm talking about on the screen oh the screen yeah when, since we've been doing this before we had our very first guest Normally, you just see like something like this bouncing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's transparent. You, it's kind of like blocking parallel out a little bit. And I was like, oh, it's got to be hair. I'm going to clean the lens later and clean everything of her laptop. And I kept on being there every other, every other show. Until we got to our first guest, finally. And it was gone. Today, it's gone. It's not and her screen going as far as we know so that's a good thing as far as I know until I watch it back but if you look at the wall on her side which is this arm on her side watch the entire wall and you can actually see something go back and forth back and forth it was ridiculous so Paranlore and I sat up to about 2.30, 3 o'clock Monday morning going over the whole thing. Things I can't explain that happened. Things that Paralord never saw on her screen. Nope. Because she could see me on her screen. I could see her down here. And she could also probably see our guest that was there. Yeah. On her screen. And it was like, he didn't see it, she didn't see it, but I saw it. And then there was times where he didn't see it, he didn't, see, she didn't see it, I didn't see it because I was in the bathroom, and I'm like, "What the hell?" I had no explanation. Parallel came up with some good explanations, <laughs> weird explanations, an explanation that didn't really make fucking sense to me. Well, because it shouldn't have happened. Well, remember, for one. because of this, you're a little bit. Slow at actually being able to decipher. I know, but one, it should have never happened because we were talking about uh, him being an HVAC engineer, being in buildings, yeah. ever having paranormal activities happening. Um, if he ever did the research or the investigations of it after work, things like that, which Paralor got like really confused after I said, you know, like after work, did you ever do any? Uh, research or paranormal history about the place that you worked at you know keep going back to it or not going back to it but going to another one Parallel got really confused for me saying that and I really had to explain it Alan understood what I was talking about which was awesome but then he says he will never do what Ghost Adventure does or anybody else does in the haunted buildings. Nope. Which is opposite for me because I'll go right at it. Mm. And it was just weird. Now when we do live streaming, I go to our Facebook page, I go in our video department of our page, download the entire thing, then I transfer it over to that one. <laughs> I can't get this right. That one yep. over there. 
make sure it works, make sure it's all set up correctly. Then I have to kind of copy the audio from the video and have it separately to make to see if it would match up to a list, except for the visual parts, just basically the EVPs, and just go from there. Yeah. Well, I know a couple of the voice, uh, the male voice, of uh, what it was saying. You noticed I had to leave the room a couple times because I started crying. Yeah, and I don't know why she hasn't told me before. But we ended up just keep going and going and going until I started to get hungry, <laughs> and it was almost six o'clock Western time. Yep. And I can hear our guest's wife in the background saying, hey, it's time to eat. <laughs> and he looks over and he says, don't worry, I'll be right there. We're almost done. A few seconds later, time to eat, time to eat. He's like, ugh. Well, we're going to let our guest go, and then I'm going to go eat. And we're going to do it again, and, well, here we are. <laughs> but that was the weirdest thing Ever. Our very first guest and this shit happens? How? Well, he did say it. <laughs> when he, him or someone like him is on, the veil not really thins, but stuff actually can come through. Yeah. But it was, I, to me, I'm... Depending on how strong uh, the people's belief is. To me, in the back of my head, is like watching this entire the whole thing with you. Downloaded it and watching the whole thing. It did not happen during the live show. No. It happened, but it did happen through the live show. It was just nobody picked it up on it. Yeah. Except for that bang that Gloria heard, and our guest popping off, which was weird. <laughs> in the back of my head, I'm like. How is this possible? We were talking about, okay, flies have spirits. All sorts of creatures have spirits. There's like four or five levels of hell. Probably more. (laughs) There's like seven levels of heaven. Yeah. Then there's like unlimited levels in the paranormal limbo world that are still unexplained but still trying to be explored to be explained and it was like what the hell happened Mm -hmm. how did this happen to this show I have a laptop with a webcam in it which I'm on Paralord She's got a laptop, and she's on her webcam. Alan is on his cell phone or tablet or something. I don't know what it was. And his thing was totally perfect, except for internet cutting out on his ass or something making him cut out on his ass. Huh? Tobacco. Yeah. Um, So we're just doing that still have the audio to go over to match it but it's like what 
is this going to happen all the time we have our guest on? <laughs> if he decides to come back? Or well, any other guest that we try to persuade to come on for free and ex- talk about stuff in the paranormal world? And if they actually do things before they got into the paranormal world, like uh-huh. Alan Wright being an, an HVAC engineer and now retired from that, which I still believe he probably enjoys doing HVAC around his home <laughs> and everything oh, for free. I know I brought them in here. Yeah. She got me going everywhere here. Sorry, you got everything over there. Oh, not my fault. So, kind of want to throw something out there. I don't know if I should, though. Go ahead. I'll be able to tell you if you're right or not. With you guys watching on YouTube of our page... Facebook Live on our page. Twitter, if the video still pops up due to the fact that Periscope TV is practically gone from Twitter, but I don't know how much longer Twitter is going to be able to do live shows like this. Yeah, I don't know either. And maybe on our website, once I can get the, uh, this, the last video up there, in this video, so that's two videos I got to put up on our face on our uh, website, which you guys can go right to there. That's our website address for now. It's free. I want you guys to basically download episode thirty-eight with it's our special with our special guest Alan Wright. Want you to download it to whatever device you have. Make sure you have really good headphones and go from the beginning to the end of the entire video by listening and time stamping what you hear. I will have a PDF file of all this time stamped what to look for, what to hear, and everything. And then you guys let us know. Uh, let's see. Where is it? To this email address that's going to be coming up, which is right, right, there. right there. Email us on what you hear that we may have missed or if it matches to what the list has. Timestamp it and everything right below, and in subject put episode 39 with special guest. Parentheses if it allows you to do it. If not, hopefully a dash or something. Put in um, video sighting, or if you don't see anything on the video from your perspective. Put in EVP hearings. That will help us out a lot. See what we may have missed to go back over it. What are your thoughts on the whole thing that you, that you and I watched? Well, I, I know I know you had a different perspective of it. Yeah. But I just don't know what it is because I already said mine. 
Well, the reason I had to stop a couple of times and basically leave the room crying, the male voice was Alex. Just by, one, how he would talk, but at the same time, how he would he would kind of irritate you by saying, you're wrong. <laughs> and, um, the music that you mentioned you heard. Right, which you didn't hear and Alan didn't hear. Watching it back and listening to it, I told you what one of them was. Immortal. He would, Alex would be the only one that would know that because the three uh, songs that I mentioned about it, about that night, were going at the same time. Right. That doesn't happen at the bars in fucking Sheffield. No, I, I understand that, but see, when I heard it and Perlor and Alan didn't hear it, it did not sound like... Evanescent singing and mortar. It was something else because it was really high pitch. I mean, it sounded like a freaking nursery song that you hear from Sesame Street. <laughs> or, I'm a pervert, I'm a pervert, from Barney <laughs> type of music. And then I'm like... <laughs> it was like a few seconds after when I said, what the fuck was that? In the video. Now, it's kind of... It was there... Think it was there from what I heard live, but for some reason it did not capture on the video, which was kind of strange. Of that high pitched sound that I heard in my left ear of music, but it was a low tone music in the video. Yeah, so I was like, Oh my god, what the hell? The other one, um, that I did recognize his uh, actual song lyric was the main one of the Phil Collins songs that you will not play. One More Night. Because right. it was actually his voice singing it. I I won't play that song here in the studio when I'm Either working on this computer, or that one over there, or one I have way to hell on the other side here. That I'm still trying to work on. I haven't worked on it for like three weeks. <laughs> I should, though. Instead of doing everything else. Um, I won't play that song. When I know she's coming in, I turn that song to something else. So she doesn't have to listen to it. But... The song that she mentioned, to me, it didn't sound like it at first. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound to me the second time. It didn't sound to me the third time. But the fourth time, when I slowed it down, it was actually that song. And I'm like, holy crap. That when and his voice were... matched everything. His The growl, growling that we were hearing. That one was open. Part of it was him. Every time he got pissed, his voice dropped to what a fucking demon sounds like. Right. Right. 
to see that window was open. Yeah. The one behind me was open. This one over here was open. But there was no vehicles outside playing music. Nope. And she heard that. I heard something different. And I was like, okay. Okay. Now, the other side of you. Yeah. Was like, what is that? Something you could not explain. No. And you and I know you've gone over the video more times than once. Yeah, I had to kick you out several times. Yeah, she's gone over it more. Had her, I think you kind of rewrote rewrote some stuff down. Yeah, and showed it to me, and you still couldn't make heads or tails out of it, but you but you tried. Did you ever make heads and tails out of what? You went over several or eight different times. Well, outside of the voices, because I know I nailed every single one of them. And Richie clarified it. The one thing I couldn't explain, I mean, well, part of it was, outside of Alex's voice, there were two mists. One was a lighter gray. The lighter gray was Alex. Part of him was fucking with my hair. Yeah, it took me a while to see that after she uh, showed it to me. The second... Because uh, the, fir the first one, I thought it was just your cigarette smoke. No. That went across the screen. Then I then I finally debunked it and you finally saw it. Oh yeah, that is my cigarette smoke going across the lower half of the screen. It was the second one which was the, the second mist. Because uh, you weren't smoking a cigarette at the time or holding no. a cigarette like this off screen just to have it blow through. That's the one that caught me. What the darker gray? Yes. The, the darker gray I couldn't decipher. Um my brother, due to the fact he's a fucking master at t uh, telling what that stuff is. From what I could sense, he knows what it is. He's just not telling me. Part, one of the, the lighter gray mist, he did clarify that is Alex. Just by the, um, almost like the shape. His voice was his. The growling was a mix of him and something else. What that something else is, Richie hasn't told me. I'm trying to find that right now. I don't remember what hour, minute, second that one was. Unless you do. Huh? you remember what uh, the time was? Oh, God. Uh, well, the two mists, it, it was like different areas. Uh, the one that was following me but backed off was like 
the lighter mist was blocking it. As a way of saying, keep going, see what happens. Trying to find it, but I don't remember what hour or minutes it was. <laughs> was it, were we still in the first hour, or were, were we in the second hour? Oh God, uh, in between there, I think. It was. Um, my foot just fell asleep. Uh, it was just when uh, Alan got disappeared off the off the screen, and I went. That way to use the bathroom. Where well, the darker f- shadow was actually more visible. There was a few times that he popped off the screen <laughs> of our show. I think that was in, I think that was in the first hour. Oh, here's another one. Huh? I forgot about this. When we were uh, just starting our second hour Yeah. into it. This one blew me away, and Paralora and I had a huge argument about <laughs> it until she finally actually heard it. Two hours, one minute, and 58 seconds, the color of her eyes changed from blue to a slight darker, dark brown. Of course, she detailed this. And then color green mixed in... The brown at the yep. same time as the same male voice says, fuck. <laughs> and she quoted that too. Except for me, she's trying to argue with me like, no, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is. It's high, high, high pitch. It's like either your balls just got stabbed, <laughs> your balls were hooked up to a freaking car battery. Or somebody's using a pair of vice grips and just squeezing them and twisting. This, the word fuck was really high-pitched. So high-pitched a dog's ear could hear it (laughs) from 80 miles away. And it was quick. It was like, fuck! Just like that. Then it went went on and it... we, We all know Dennis Leary has a song called Douchebags, right? Uh, well, this douchebags and assholes, yeah. This one for douchebag was like slightly normal. Would I did I say to you? Yeah. To where it drops all the way down, going like dude, <laughs> and then the word bag comes up, and I'm like, it sounds like a fucking goat on drugs, <laughs> or. Your cat Batty is playing with a freaking goat and the goat's getting a a happy woody. (laughs) Douchebag. (laughs) So look look out for that one. And if you hear the same thing as I heard that that her and I argued about, if you hear a high-pitched fuck, let me know. Please let me know that I'm right. And uh, let's see. Okay, and the last one, of course, there's a huge much more. About two hours, 21 minutes, and 59 seconds, you can hear a loud squeak, 
squealing or screeching, screeching, growl. Was a male's voice? Uh-huh. Or is it the same? Oh, okay, here it is. Two hours, 30 minutes, and 43 seconds, a white or dark gray mist over Paralor's head. So look out for that one. I knew, you, I knew it was in the second hour. It's just in nowhere. But yeah, this is all her paperwork of her rewriting down what I did. And I'll, I'll try to set up in a PDF form and you guys can watch the video and follow along as well. Now, if you have trouble trying to download the video, let me know. And I will try to send you a video file directly to you, but let me know what format you need. MP4, um, AVI, Windows Media Player, something like that. Just let me know the program for it or format, and I'll send it to you guys. And... People saw me do that. I felt something touch my arm. Yeah, my ever, ever since that show, we've been having some weird shit going on. There's like, uh, well, we have three cats. They'll be sleeping, but there'll be weird noises going on, either in the kitchen, in our living room slash bedroom, or somewhere in the building of here, which is nuts. That and the moon one night was fucking blood red. Oh my god. And it wasn't even that time. He, that, uh, that wasn't even supposed to have been out. And it wasn't even a full moon. Last time I saw something like that, Richie was pissed. Haven't got an answer. My guess, probably because he doesn't want me freaking trying to challenge it. Probably not. But am I going to? I don't know if you guys can kind of see that right there on my phone. But. That's the color of the moon. It was red. And I'm like, what the hell? <sighs> that was weird and creepy. And that was way... That was, what, a few days after the show? Uh, no, that wasn't even 24... That was... It was actually Monday night. I checked... Yeah, because the show was Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, a few nights later. Monday night. I, uh, I mean, I have a witch's, uh, moon phase calendar somewhere around here. I don't know where Paramike put it, because he did some, uh, arranging yesterday. I checked my witch's moon phase calendar, and it said nothing about a half moon being blood red. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is he pissed about? <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is, tell me. Yeah, literally. My son, my oldest son, turning 20 in a, in a um, close to about two weeks, almost. About 
Yeah, about two and a half weeks. Um, recognized his uncle Alex's voice, and recognizes his height, which I'm surprised he remembers the difference in height because they. Richie and Alex, they were the same fucking height, almost. Richie was, like, about two inches taller. Just, you wouldn't know it unless they're standing side by side. Mm. Uh, he had his, he got his vocal tone right. I was like, David, do you remember what your uncle sound like? He's like, yeah, I remember what Uncle Richie sounds like. I can't get his freaking growl out of my head. <laughs> he said you I went, uh, I mean, Alex's tone. He goes, yeah, I remember, Ma. The other, vo the other male voice, it sounded like his, but it was a lot darker. I went, he goes, does Uncle Richie know anything on this? Yeah, but he won't tell me what that other thing is. Apparently, he's dealt with it. Um, and, uh, he, um, uh, noticed, uh, my son, I don't know if Richie noticed, that a couple times through the through the video, I was I was grabbing my my right side, and he goes, "Ma, are you okay? Not maybe I may be kind of new into this, but you would tell me if something was wrong, right? Depending on what it is, paranormal, magic wise, yes, medical." No. I deal with medical conditions my way. Um, I'm going to take a quick sip here. Rockstar for a bunch. Um... He's like, no, Ma, you're, I'm noticing there's, like, part of it, you're grabbing your lower right side. I went, sweetheart, you don't need to worry about it. You got your own problems right now. And unfortunately, you're living with the big problem. Was that from the video that, uh, that I posted or did a live thing on Facebook? No, there. Uh, he said it was like quick instances with uh, we're uh, doing the live with our guest that he noticed I was doing it, but I was trying to play it off. Oh, okay. I thought it was from the, from the uh, little quick video of uh, what you were doing. No. He uh, Richie. Uh, he he noticed it too. Of course. Richie, he knows if I'm trying to hide something by trying to, like, do quick snippets of certain things or movements. He asked me what was going on 
with me medically, and I said, nothing. I'm fine. He goes, famous words he's always said to me, bullshit. I went, bro, I love you, but if you see a bull that shits, don't name it after me. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'll probably just name it after a brother. <laughs> um, Prepare for the consequences. <laughs> um... I mean, I did see, have an appointment with my doctor, my uh, primary physician, what, a week ago? About that. And um, he said everything was normal. My iron was normal, my blood pressure was normal. My heart heart rate was normal. My blood my pulse was normal. My weight. He didn't notice it at first, which is probably one of the reasons why his nurse called me the other day. Because I had blood. I had to do uh, blood. Blood test. She calls me. She said, "Okay." You're, uh, he wants you to come back in um, to go over it with you. He goes, your iron, it's not really low, but it's a little bit low. I said, Gene, I get that happens when it's really fucking hot out. I've said that before. And due to the fact I don't have a fucking gallbladder anymore, I can't really consume a lot amount of iron pills. It fucks up my stomach. I told him I stopped taking it for three weeks to try to get my, fo my food intake back. Still kind of fucked up on it. She goes, that's fine. He understands that. I go, okay, then what's the other fucking problem? He goes, well, he didn't notice it at first, but when he looked at it, he noticed your weight is a way too low for your muscle tone. What do you mean, way too low? She goes, you're 197. 157. You're supposed to be between 170 and 185. That's too fucking quick. For someone to lose that much weight in over a few, in over three, four months, I went. Well, I haven't had much of an appetite. What? It's too fucking hot. Two. If I don't feel like fucking eating, I will fucking eat. Yep. And our kitchen does not have windows that open. Unfortunately. She goes. Well, he wants wants to see you anyway. Of course, it's supposed to be August 4th, but she was trying to get me back in sooner. I said, that ain't gonna happen. That's our little one. Hi, everybody. <laughs> He's got to look like Daddy. Please put me the fuck down. <laughs> Come on, everybody likes to see you. See? <laughs> see? Hey. Hello. <laughs> hey, Pitty. 
<laughs> He's like, Daddy, please put me the fuck down. <laughs> well, he just got attacked. Oh. Uh, so I might have to go kill his brother after this. Eh, he'll be fine. He said, um... Uh, so, I go, well, due to the fact that this coming week, from Monday all the way past the 1st of August, I'm going to be fucking busy. I got cleaning I got to do over the weekend. I got fucking appointments back-to-back -back next week. So do I. August 4th is the best I can do. Anything... From next week, I can't do. No. The first through the third, no, because I'm still busy. The fourth is that only window. After the fourth, I got an appointment coming up August 10th, which, long story short, I'm going to have something new on my skin, which I should have gotten a long time ago. Yes, it's a tattoo. I'm not saying what tattoo it is. You'll find out when it's done. Uh, and I was talking to my son a little bit because he's had some experiences as a kid. One of them, he was like four, and he thought uh, he got his a little early. I was like, no, David, some of your empath abilities, like myself, mine were when I was three. You were four years old. The same fucking age your uncles were. That's part of it. The rest of it, you were 12, so you kind of... Uh, a little late on the tree. But nothing's wrong with that. Every In the family, that's how it is at times. Um, and he calls me here and there. He checks up. I check on him. I literally have to force him to call me. Um, like, I literally have to make it where he has to call me once a week. If he needs to get a hold of me sooner, he knows how to call me. And uh, from what I found out yesterday from his fiance, his girlfriend, my stepdad, not my biological dad, but the guy that I got raised by, unfortunately, Somewhat. From 3 to 11. From 3 to about 12. Raised by him and his wife. After she died, my stepdad started verbally being abusive towards me. Um, one time in front of a cop car going by, decides to hit me. Uh, in front of a couple of my friends and uh, I ended up going into the state 
the social worker that I had, which was temporarily, was able to find my birth records, got a hold of my biological father, and explained the situation. He goes, hold on, my, my daughter what? Got custody of me practically instantly. Brings me home, and I meet one of my brothers, Richie. The other one, Alex, he didn't come in until about three hours later. Met both of them. Got close to Richie a lot more, but was close to both of them trying to be f fucking neutral. Um, my son had to deal with uh, stepdad for a few, quite a few years, thanks to my first boy, first husband. Um, I told my stepdad when my son was turning twelve to get him tested for bipolar because it runs in my family. Or he was going to have a big problem with him when he became turned 18. He didn't fucking listen to me. Now I have to deal with the aftermath. He, my stepdad, comes to find out, puts down my son verbally. He tried to do it physically one time, but instead of hitting my stepdad, he ended up putting a hole through the wall. Basically, he missed. Gets kicked out because my stepsister, Jen, who lives in California, which I like to call Rich Bitch California, ended up telling my stepdad, one, my son wasn't a virgin anymore, which is not really my stepdad's business. It's not really my business either. But I was glad I was told about it. The other, which which got Paramite to see my eyes twitch to where they went black. Our stepdad, the other reason he kicked them out is because he came out as bisexual. My stepdad, he's tried to tell me after I cussed him out, finding out why he kicked him out. But he ended up taking him back like five months later. Uh, one, I went, Doug, I don't give a fuck who the fuck you are. If you ever kick out my son again over whatever his sexual preference is, whatever he does for himself... You're going to find out just what happens when you piss off a fucking witch. He may have your last name. You ain't his father. You are just someone of his guardian until he turned a, into 18. And he and me and my stepdad, we got into a big fight, obviously. And Mike... 
Paramike here had to take the phone from me because I was inches from throwing it. And he got on the phone with my stepdad, had a couple of words with him. And um, then I didn't hear anything. Then my son calls me. He's back with his step with my stepdad. And I know certain bits with my son. Obviously bipolar. His physician automatically identified it. Yeah, your mother has it. One of your uncles has it. You got it. And you got it really bad. My son, he does not like taking pills. I get why. Because he's ADHD. But, there is a line I'm trying to draw between my son and what he takes for medical reasons. Medically, he smokes legal weed. He has the actual card and everything. He knows how to do it properly. He does it once he gets out of work. When he gets up in the morning, he goes to either school for in-person lessons, even online. The ones online, he sits back, he deals with his courses, or whatever he's learning right now, Lincoln Automotive. And he takes a couple of puffs and he's fine. Which is a good thing. He's trying to do it the right way. And trying to manage it right. Then, of course, came, as I mentioned last, uh, last episode, the lovely conversation I have with my son on how I became pregnant with his brother. Uh, I ran out the room. <laughs> and he... I was able to talk him out of going to fucking Chickaby Mass and trying to find his father to kill him. Still probably wants to, but hopefully I talked him out of that out of that mindset. Um, find out from his fiance yesterday. Uh, my stepdad, or first, my son, who works at a uh, fast food chain in Westfield, Mass., McDonald's, he's doing very well. Next month, in September, he's already being tra uh, trained to be a manager, which is great. And I told him that. He's just finding his niche where he needs to be. In fact, he's trying to rush it. Oh, I graduated from automotive. I'm quitting this. I'm going to be... Uh, what, I'll be placed wherever. Until I told him, listen, sweetheart, just because Lincoln Automotive Schools are supposed to be best in... This, in... in uh, auto dealerships for landing jobs 
don't think you're getting it getting one just like that. That's not how it works, sweetheart. Talk, talk to your stepdad, which you know I'm married to. He's like, no, that's dad to me. Uh, okay, talk to your dad. He can even tell you. This was the phone that she was about to throw. <laughs> and I had to snatch it out of her hands. And then our little monkey that you guys just saw twice broke the phone. <laughs> we still gotta find anyone. Yeah. He, my son, this part right here, which holds the battery, he fucked it up. <laughs> so, I had my son talk to his dad, Paramike, about when it comes to actually getting into automotive after graduation. And he's like, listen, your best bet for right now, deal with the position you're soon to be getting for uh, for a backup for a long term backup because the way things are right now automotive is the lowest in the tadpole to get a freaking job from no matter if uh, uh, Lincoln automotive schools plant their uh, graduate uh, graduating students at jobs you're better off dealing with not just that, but keeping McDonald's as a backup for money. Because you're going to need it. Yeah, getting a mechanic's job after you graduate a auto mechanic school is very hard. I know, because I've gone through it. <laughs> not just you, so didn't Alex. But it did help when you have certain friends in that field that work for car dealerships or... The crappiest car dealerships yeah. that have garages that fix 